Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. not die, but declare the works of the Lord. I shall live. Say that with me. I shall live uh, and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're not going to die before our time. God has promised us a long life. He said in Psalms 91 verse 16 that he satisfies us with a long life. Praise God. So not only has everything been provided for us, but it's also offered to everybody. Everybody can have this. Somebody say everybody can have this. One of my favorite scriptures is Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. And Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no what? No partiality. He has no favorites. He, he shows no partiality. But in every what? In every nation. In every city, uh, look at, we can look in New Mexico, every county, every city, every town, every village, people can, uh, can have what God has for them. But he said, whosoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. All that has been provided by the blood of Jesus, by redemption. Can you say Amen. In the same redemption package, some people just believe, you know, there's uh, certain denominational religions uh, or Christian uh, sects or different religion groups that believe only that, uh, that redemption is only salvation. No, but in the same redemption package is included everything that we'll ever need. By his stripes, we were healed, right? Uh, Matthew 8, 17, he took our infirmities. So in the same, somebody say in the same redemption package, Christ uh, has given us everything that we'll ever need. One of uh, great scriptures in the New Testament is Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Somebody say he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He bought us. He redeemed us, okay, from the curse of the law. Why? So that the same blessing of Abraham would come upon us. And the same blessing of Abraham, if you look at the Old Testament, uh, Israel, because they were under the covenant of Abraham, uh, they were totally blessed when they walked with God. And then when we go to the New Testament, uh, Hebrews 8, 6, the Bible says that we are under a better covenant. Somebody say a better covenant. So if we look at uh, John 10, 10, once again, he's, Jesus said this, the thief has come not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. I've come that you might have life and that you might have it how? Uh, more abundantly. Hallelujah. So uh, in spite of, listen to me real carefully, in spite of and regardless of what's uh, what surrounds us or what has taken place in the world, if we'll understand Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us, right? Uh, bad economy, plagues, wars, all that. Uh, it doesn't matter the political party that is in, uh, in place. Uh, uh, John 10.10 10 continues in force. Does everybody understand that? In spite of, regardless of, it has nothing to do with, uh, with us. We are exempt. Lift your hand and say, I'm exempt. I'm exempt from the curse, right? So God's promise will never change. It cannot be annulled. It cannot be modified. It cannot be altered. Uh, heaven and earth will pass away, right? That's what Jesus said. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So whatever's taking place in the world, you say, well, there's war. Who cares, you know? Uh, there's war is going to come, and uh, the world is going to get worse. So uh, this should not be a surprise to anybody. What we have experienced or the, what the world has experienced in 2020 and 2021 uh, is going to get worse this year. And it will continue to get worse and worse and worse. But 
Jesus said, I've come that you might have what? Life and have it more abundantly. So once again, in spite of, regardless of what is taking place around us and in the world, right? Regardless, plagues, the economy, uh, whatever, uh, this thing stands sure. Can you say amen? We are going to be blessed and we're going to have the best year yet of our lives. Hallelujah. 2022 is our best year yet. Give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Hallelujah. So abundant life, abundant life has no limits, right? Who's going to determine that? You're going to determine that, right? Jesus has already offered it, and he's already provided that for everybody. He said God is not a respecter of persons. He shows no partiality. Uh, but in every nation, in every city, anybody says, I want abundant life. Man, I want, to, I want to go this high. Well, there is no limits to what uh, you can receive. And the top, uh, uh, up there on the top, is room for everybody. Can you say amen? Some of you, there's just a few. No, there's room for everybody. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So there are levels. And once you look up here on the screen, let's just put all, if they can all have it in one screen. If not, there's uh, very, there it is, all, uh, there's various levels, okay? So we're going to be talking about abundant life. There's levels of insight, levels of understanding. Does everybody get that? Then there's levels of faith. And then there's uh, levels of life, right? Anything from the bottom where people are cursed, and I'm talking about even Christians. There's Christians that are live a cursed life, okay? Uh, you don't have to live that way, but there's, uh, life has different levels. There's the cursed life, and then there is a mediocre life. And then there's a life that gets better, and then there's a life that gets better. And then the life there's, it gets better, and then uh, the abundant life that Jesus talked about, right? But in order for us to get to uh, the abundant life, we have to understand that uh, number three uh, is contingent upon one and two. There's levels of insight. Did everybody get that? That's it. And then there's levels of faith. Uh, and we know that faith has levels. Jesus talked about the no faith level. And if uh, we're talking about Christians, now we know this is not pertaining to sinners, right? It can if they uh, they'll do exactly what Jesus said. But there's the, the no faith. There's Christians that have no faith. What are they going to get? Well, if you have no faith, you get nothing. You do it on your own, right? And you... And, and your life won't be won't amount to much because I'll explain that in a few moments. But there's the no level of no faith, and then there's a, the little faith. What are you going to get if you have little faith? Well, you're going to get just little things, little things in your life. And then there's the great faith, and then there is uh, very great faith, and then there's the spirit of faith uh, that one can reach. That's the highest level. That's the spirit of faith. Everybody say the spirit of faith. So uh, the levels of faith, uh, we know that uh, it's important for you to move up, you see. And I'm going to explain that uh, how you determine that, not, not God. He's already provided for uh, uh, that for everybody. And he wants to deliver that to every person. But the person's going to have to determine that. Every person determines. That's why in the Christian, Christian family, we have all kinds of levels. The, uh, the cursed lives. And then there's the mediocre lives. They live mediocre lives. Mediocre marriages, mediocre health, mediocre uh, uh, prosperity, you know. And then there's people that rise up to high levels. They, people say, well, it's luck, you know. It's not luck because it's based on levels of understanding and insight in your life, right? And then you're going to move up into the levels of faith. And then levels of life will, will automatically kick in when you have uh, levels of faith. So uh, let me give you an example. Exodus 23. Uh, verse 25 and 26, 
the reason you have to grow. Somebody say, you have to grow. Uh, the reason you have to grow in these levels is because in Exodus uh, uh, 23, verse 25 and 26, let's go to that, would you please? Uh, he says, so uh, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water. Is there a person that can give you that? Is there? Okay, is there any, any government <laughs> department that can give you that? Huh? Can any man or clinic or hospital, organization, government, can they say, well, I'm going to bless your bread and water? Can they do that? Nobody can do that. How about, uh, and I will take away... Uh, I will take sickness from the midst of you. Is there a clinic that can do that? No, you, you could sue them. They say, you come over here to this clinic, and we're going to take away all sickness from you. Can anybody do that? No, you see. This is why you have to grow, because there are certain things, and all of the things that God uh, will deliver to you if, uh, if you'll grow in faith. Does everybody understand that? You have to grow in faith. You can't be the, uh, a person in church for 30 years and say, I still, have, I still do not have any kind of faith. Well, who did that? You did, right? Now, the next one, now look at this other promise. Uh, and he says, and no one shall suffer miscarriage or barren in the land, right? Who, uh, who can promise that? That nobody will be barren. <laughs> Only God can do that, right? And then he says, and I will fulfill the number of your days. Who in the world can say, I'm going to add 10 years to your life? Who can do that? Huh? Nobody, right? Only God can do that. So what God can deliver to you in all his great promises will be determined on the levels of understanding and the levels of faith and the level of life that you're going to live. Now, we're only going to live one life, Right? You're only going to have one life, and then this life is going to be over. So how are you going to live that life? Are you going to live a mediocre life all your life? No. You want to move up. Can you say amen? So uh, number one, how do we obtain this life? Well, Jesus made it real simple. And in Matthew 13, uh, and you can see this same parable, the parable of the sower, Say that with me, the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower is the parable, Jesus said, uh, of all par uh, uh, parables. He said, if you, how can you understand all these other parables if you don't understand this parable? So if we understand the parable of the sower, we're going to understand all the parables and uh, we'll understand abundant life. And abundant life will be a reality to us. Can you say amen? We're not just going to look in the Bible and say, look, it's in the Bible. Well, we don't want to just see it in the Bible. Some people don't even read their Bible. But we don't want to just see it in the Bible. We want to say, I want it to be a reality in my life. He said, I'm going to live an abundant life. I'm going to live that life. Can you say amen? Come on, give the Lord a great praise offering for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? So if we understand, we're going to get to that in a few moments. Everything uh, that God is going to deliver to you is in relationship to his word, right? Why? Well, in Psalms 107, verse 20, he said, he sent his word and he healed them. And then in John 1, 1, he says, in the beginning was the word. The word uh, uh, was, uh, uh, was with God, right? And the word is, was God. So uh, the, the word is very, very important. Uh, outside the word, there is nothing. So everything about God and what he will deliver to us is in relationship to his word. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So the emphasis in the kingdom of God is the word of the kingdom. Uh, so let's begin and let's read the explanation first. This is Matthew 13. And then we're going to jump back to verse 9. All right. But let's go to uh, verse uh, verse uh, 18, and we're going to read through verse 23, all right? And Jesus, uh, listen to me real carefully. He's going to reveal to us how we can make abundant life a reality in our life. Praise God. And we're going to have that. 
Man, I made up my mind years and years ago. I said, I'm going to live the abundant life. That's it. He said it. It cannot be changed. Praise God. It's already settled. Can you say amen? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Now listen to what he says, starting with verse uh, 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those that hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one, who comes? The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on rocky soil represents those that hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among thorns represents those that hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by what? By worries of this life and the lure of wealth and soul, no fruit is produced. Imagine living a life with no fruit. That'd be horrible, right? Everything you do, you work like a dog. And he said, this is what I have to show after 30 years. What do you have? Uh, a torn down house and a wreck of a car, right? That's all you have. But we don't want that. And then he said, the seed, here it is, that fell on good ground, a good soil represents those that truly hear and understand, right? Levels of understanding. Hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 36 or even 100 times as much as has been planted. Can you say amen? Now let's go back to verse 9 now of that same parable. And he says this, Jesus said, now this is very important. Now watch this. Anyone who hears... Uh, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. In other words, it applies to everybody, right? Every, uh, anyone who, he, uh, who with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then in verse 10, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. But in verse 9, he said that everybody, it applies to everybody, right? And why are some people not receiving this? Well, verse 12 says, to those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. And they will have a, an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them. That is why I use these parables. Now watch this. For they look. Now watch this, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. And then verse 15 says this, for the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have what? Closed. Who closed it? The devil? Did the devil close their, uh, their eyes? No, they did. They did, right? They closed their eyes. Jesus is saying, they closed their eyes. They went like this, look. Uh, yes, I can, uh, uh, the verse, uh, verse 13, uh, he says, yes, uh, the people are saying, uh, yes, I can see. Yes, I can hear, but I'm not going to hear, and I'm not going to listen. Yes, I can see, I can hear. But I refuse to listen. Yes, I can comprehend, but I'm not going to receive that truth. Does everybody understand that? So when they do that, God can't help you because everything that he's going to deliver to you is through you hearing and then you acting on the word and putting it to work in your life, right? But if somebody says, I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to go to church. I'm going to stay home. Well, stay home, right? That's what, he's, that's what he's saying. But they've closed their ears so that their eyes can't see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts can understand. And they cannot what? Turn to me and, and, be, and, I, and, and let me heal them. He said, I can't heal people if they don't come to me. And if they say, I'm going to close my ear, I'm going to close my eyes, yes, and I can't understand what you're saying, but I'm not going to do it. Right? And then uh, he says, uh, <clears throat> but blessed, here it is, here's a good one, verse 16, 
But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I'll tell you the truth. Oh, let me see. Let me, let me go back over here. Yes, uh, the seed. Yes, that's that's good verse right there. But many prophets long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. For they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't see it. But blessed are the eyes. Somebody say, blessed are the eyes because they hear. Uh, see in your ears because they hear. Wow, that's powerful. So uh, number two, listen real carefully. I'll go through this real quickly. Uh, who chooses? Well, Jesus just gave a parable, and he said, everybody chooses, not God. God cannot choose for you. And God never changes. Somebody say, God does not change. Remember in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 through 20, he says, I call heaven. Listen real carefully. Heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life or death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your what? And your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for it is your life and the length of your days, so that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to give them. And I want to make sure I get this uh, in your hearts. Listen real carefully. We choose. Does everybody understand that? We choose. And, uh, and, and we have to choose uh, the abundant life. But how many of you know that if we have to, if we choose, it's not just saying I choose. You have to choose Jesus, right? And if you choose Jesus, you have to choose his words because you can't separate God from his word. You say, I choose life. Okay, I'm choosing Jesus, and I am choosing uh, his words. Can you say amen? And it's when we choose uh, uh, the words of God that we choose life. Can you say amen? In other words, you can't think. Listen real carefully. You cannot think uh, and speak or talk like the world and choose life at the same time. Does everybody understand that? You cannot think and talk like the world and choose life at the same time because it is through words that we choose Words are carriers of life and death and fear and faith. Can you say amen? Praise God. So if we choose his word, we're choosing Jesus. And if we choose Jesus, we're choosing life. Can you say amen? Uh, words are spiritual containers. And if, when we choose his word, we say, we want, I'm going to choose life. Can you say amen? Praise God. And another thing that uh, God says, he says, when you choose life, listen real carefully. It will, it will take that to your future. What's your future? Your children. When you choose life, not only you will have abundant life, but your children will, will also be part of that. Why? Because you're, and listen real carefully, your children will speak like you. Hello. That's right. If you speak trash, your children are going to speak trash. If you speak defeat, your children start speaking. Say, Junior, why, why are you saying that? Well, he heard you. Right? But, he's, but the Lord says if you choose life, he said if you choose life, then uh, you will, uh, you and your, de your descendants will live. That you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your, day, your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Praise God. Now, I'll end with this, and this is very, very important. So if you have not listened to me, I want you to listen to this. Very important. Uh, not only do we have to choose if we're going to live the abundant life, Nobody's going to choose for you. Nobody can. You said, my wife can choose. Your wife can't choose for you. you. said, my husband. No, your husband can't either. Only those that are under your roof, can uh, you can help them and have faith for them. But once they grow up, once the child gets up 17 or 18, then he's on his own. But number three, this is very important. If we're going to have abundant life, we're going to have to deal with fear. We're going to have to confront fear. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Because uh, you cannot move up the levels because fear 
will hinder you, uh, will hinder you from moving up. Fear uh, will fog your mind. Hello. That's right. It will paralyze you. It will remove joy from you. And if it removes joy, how can you have uh, health, right? It will torment you. It will torment. You'll be under torment day in and day out. And there is no progress with fear. We have to deal with fear if we're going to have abundant life. Can you say amen? amen. And we have to confront fear. And we'll have to, we have to renounce it. And we have to rebuke fear. Remember 2 Timothy 1.7? Uh, he tells us, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Say that with me out loud. Everybody out loud. For God has not given me uh, the spirit of fear. But he's given us what? First thing, power, authority. That's what that means. He's given us authority. He's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given us a sound mind. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Is that important? Well, it must be because God in one form or another, he tells us 365 times in the Bible, fear not, fear not, my little children, fear not, fear not, because uh, fear is a choice weapon of the kingdom of darkness, and that, and that weapon will paralyze you, will fog your mind, it will remove your joy, and it will torment you when you wake up, and it will torment you during the daytime, and it will torment you when you go to bed at night. Does everybody understand that? And it will keep you from moving up. It will uh, neutralize you. So we cannot permit fear in our lives. Can you say amen? We cannot. We cannot. Uh, I'm going to give you now some scriptures. This is very important because the good news is that we can be free from all fear. And if you're uh, fear-free, if you live a fear-free life, I can guarantee you there's nothing that can keep you from going to the top. You're going to the abundant life. Lift your hand and say, I'm going up. I'm going to the high places, right? That's it. We're going to go to the high places. We're going to the highest. There is no limit. The abundant life has no limit. You think people reach a certain age and say, I've arrived. Really? How can you limit God? God has no limit. Uh, look at, have you ever looked at the universe? Uh, I mean, this, this universe, it's increasing at 186 miles per second, right? Light travels uh, at the speed, uh, uh, or, or traveling at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. And imagine how big the universe, the galaxies. It would take us just to cross our galaxy, traveling at the speed of light. It would take us 100,000 years just to go across the Milky Way, our galaxy. Imagine all the other uh, millions and billions of galaxies and how big the universe is. Well, God is bigger than his universe. He can measure the whole universe with his hand. Can you say amen? And then we're saying we've arrived. You haven't arrived. God has limits and heights that you can't even imagine. Right? Hallelujah. Praise God. Give the Lord a great praise offering for that. You said, I bought this how I've arrived. Really? I've got this job. I'm going to retire here. Retire to what? Right? We, we don't retire. We're going higher and higher. Right? I has not seen or ear heard or said enter into the hearts of man what God has prepared for them that love him. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. If you can think it, well, God will do it for you. It's beyond your imagination what God has for us. Can you say amen? That's why you say we're going to live an abundant life. We're going higher. We're going to the high places. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. But you have to overcome fear. And I'm going to give you the root of all fear here. Because most people live under great fear. And they're tormented by fear. In Spanish, is the word castigar. That's more appropriate. It's like taking a whip and laying it on to you. You're whipped every day. That's what fear does. Take it away. Castigarlo. It's whipping man. Just hit him. Hit him. That's the way a lot of people live. 
including a lot of Christians. They're, they're afraid of their own shadow. And I know what fear is. Listen, in, in August of 1968, I walked off that airplane. It was at nighttime in Saigon for the Vietnam War. Man, something hit me. I, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know it was spiritual warfare. I came off that airplane, and it hit me. I said, what in the world is this? It was a spirit of fear. It's a devil. Everybody understand that? It hit me, and, and, and then I got to the, uh, to the place there in Saigon, and then we got hit that night. I mean, big time. It was the Tet Offensive, the height of the, the, height of the war, and we were hit that night. Man, I was trembling. And then I got a hold of myself. I said, I can't live like this. I have to be here 365 days. I can't live under this kind of uh, fear in my life. I'm going to get a hold of myself. Father, help me. The best way I knew to pray, I prayed. Uh, fear is horrible, right? And uh, let me say this, that all doubt, listen to me. Before I give you these scriptures, all doubt and unbelief, offense, and all sin uh, is fear-based. Once again, all doubt, all unbelief, every offense that people have, they get offended, right? And all sin is fear-based. The reason you are frightened uh, uh, is because fear is already there. People say, I had fear, you, I, was, uh, I was frightened, so fear came. No, fear did not come. You already had it. Fear's already there, right? So fear is in every person's life unless that person deals with fear. You have to deal with it. We have to deal with fear. Can you say amen? And a fear-filled mind is not a sound mind. For God has not given us. The spirit of fear. Say that. Lift your hands. Say, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Somebody say a sound mind. If you have a, a mind filled with fear, you don't have a sound mind. You can't have it. The devil's working on you, right? And he's tormenting you. So it's the fear, the fear of death that kills, Right? So let me give you some scriptures, uh, four of them, and we're going to conquer fear this morning. You came this morning, you're going to conquer fear, you're going to live a fear-free life. Say this with me, I'm going to live a fear-free life. There you go. Now, Romans 8.1, Romans 8.1 and 2, therefore, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The devil, you can't put condemnation on me. I've already confessed my sins. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law, watch this, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and what? Woo, hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life, abundant life, Zoe life has made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. For as many, now let's go to verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you do not receive, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption when we, uh, uh, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Can you say amen? When Jesus saved us, we're not going back to bondage anymore. Give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So now listen to what I'm going to tell you now. The mother of all fears, the root of all fears, all fears stem from this that one thing. It is the fear of death. It's not being afraid of heights. It's, it's afraid of dying, right? So it's not, uh, it's not just fear. Fear has its root in this one big mother of fears. And that is the fear of dying. That's what, this is why it was so easy. He said, everybody put on your masks. <laughs> that was easy. It was easy. Because we have a world dominated by fear. Everybody get that vax. One, two, and three. Right? You know why? It's the fear of death. At the beginning, they asked me, Pastor, uh, are you going to get the vax? I said, I already got it 50 years ago. 
You did? Was there corona during that time? Uh, well, there was all kinds of things. But I took Psalms 91.10. No plague will come near my dwelling place. I got uh, inoculated uh, 50, uh, 47 or 48 years ago. And uh, I'm exempt from everything that comes uh, my, to my house or to my life. Can you say amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I've lived, and I've lived, and I've lived with no surgeries. And I've lived with, uh, the last flu I had was 1978. That's it. Said, is it, is it because you're a pastor? No, there are a lot of pastors that are afraid. There are a lot of pastors that are sick, pastors that have already died. You know, it's, uh, you believe in the word. And you're going to the high levels of faith, the uh, spirit of faith. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So the root of all fears is here. Oh, it's in this. In Hebrews 2.14 and 15, it's the fear of death. And from there, it stems to everything, to all your fears. And there's, how many phobias are there? There's thousands of them, right? I sent Elena a little... Uh, video on this this girl that was afraid of crickets right a phobia I don't even want cricket phobia you know but can you imagine how she she's tormented day in she I had one now I have 37 crickets in my house right all kinds of crazy stuff okay look at Hebrews 2 14 in as much then as the children ha uh, have partaken of flesh and blood he himself talking about Jesus shared in the same that through death somebody say through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release uh, those who through fear of death, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. All their lifetime subject to bondage. Imagine living all your life in bondage to fear. Can you have faith? No, it'll nullify your faith. That's why God says 365 times in one form or other, have no fear. And then he said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Can you say amen? We're not going to have fear in our life. We rebuke fear. We renounce fear. We're not going to live like that, that way. Can you say amen? And all of that stems from the mother of all fears, which is the fear of death. But once you eradicate the, uh, this fear of death, then you conquer all the other fears. There, when I was in Vietnam, I said, well, if I die, I die, but uh, I'll, go, I'll just go to, to be with the Lord. But I'm not going to be afraid of, of living and, and uh, living these 365 days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a good soldier, and I'm going to enjoy uh, this 365, even when there's incoming, there was incoming every night. You see, it was coming in, man. Said, I, I'm not going to live in fear. And then I walked out of there. The only thing that uh, happened to me in Vietnam, that I was running <laughs> from these mortars, man, and I cut my leg. Had a big old gash on my leg. That's the only thing that I got in, in 365 days. Lord protected me. Wow. So all doubt and unbelief and offenses uh, 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 and all sin is fear-based. Does everybody understand that? That's right. So, but here's the good news. Watch this. Jesus conquered death for us. And if he conquered death for us, that means there is no fear of dying. Right? Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57. For our dying bodies, look at it real carefully. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will what? Never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into more immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives, gives sin its power. But thank God. Somebody say, thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Another word. Give the Lord another praise offering for that. Hallelujah. That means, that means there is no more death. Jesus conquered death for us. And death for us is just this. Everybody look up here. It's just like me taking off my 
my jacket, and I put it aside. That's what you. That's what a Christian. That's what happens to a Christian when he when he dies. He just takes off his jacket. That's it. His mortal body, but the real you, the inward man, he's been beginning to live. Can you say amen? That's it. He's just beginning to live. Praise God. So uh, death for us is just a mere transition. That's it. All of you here, listen to me carefully, you're going to die. All of you here. But it's really not a death. It's just a mere transition for a believer. But if, if there's somebody here who's not saved, you will experience death. A horrible death, right? But look at Hebrews 2.9. This is very powerful. But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death. Listen, say that with me. Taste death for everyone. He tasted death. He tasted death. Jesus went to hell so I won't have to go to hell. Jesus died so that I won't have to die. Can you say amen? I will not die now. Hallelujah. He tasted death. So when I take off my jacket or just take off this body, I won't even taste death. Nothing. Because the part of me that can taste or the five senses, that thing is gone. Can you say amen? Now I'm going to live forever and forever and forever and forever. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. There is no death. You see, once you conquer the fear of death, you say, well, what can that man do for me, uh, against me? You have no fear. He said, there's corona. <laughs> oh, corona, shut up, corona. See, shut up, man. I'm not afraid of you. But everybody was, uh, was terrible. Uh, was in terror when they announced that because they already have fear in their life. And the devil knows that that's his, that's his handle in your life when you have fear. And he can neutralize you and control you and then torment you. Castigarte. He can do that. He can do that. But when you don't have no fear, you get up, and here's the word. You have the rest of faith, R-E-S-T, the rest of faith. What is the rest of faith? It is, uh, it's entering into tranquility. You come into a peaceful time in your life. You say, man, this is peace that passes all understanding in my life. Wow. Every day, everything is terrible all around me, and the world's getting worse. But it's not coming near my dwelling place. Uh, you go to Walmart, you feel peaceful. You go to another city, you feel peaceful. You get on an airplane, you feel peaceful, right? Because you're not going to die. It's just a mere transition. Jesus has conquered death already. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And if we live a fear-free life, we're going to live a uh, bondage-free life. Everybody get that? Because when there's fear, you live your whole life in bondage. But when we are fear-free, we're bondage-free. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Uh, and that's all because Jesus conquered death. And one more scripture. He says, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14. Watch this. He conquered death. This is very important. Now... Uh, I, I lived with a woman, not just live with I'm married to her. I was married to her. Uh, 43 years, five months, five days, nine hours, and 20 minutes. And, and she said goodbye and took off. Uh, and is there grief? Uh, no, we're not going to have grief. Some I'm grieving. Oh, really? She knows where you're at, and we should know where she's at, Right? Uh, and we should know where we're at. She knows. She, she's more alive. She's more alive. My wife is more alive than, than I am at this point. She's, she went through that thing. See, uh, they're sad because we're going to be, we miss her, but I don't have any, I'm not going to let grieving uh, jump in my life. 
She, she passed away or she went on on Saturday. I was here Sunday ministering. So how could you do that? Well, Jesus conquered death. Can you say amen? There is no dying. Absent from this body, present with the Lord. Second, uh, Second Corinthians 5, 1. In uh, verse 6 and verse 8. So she's, she's more alive than I am. She's looking down. Go, go, go. Don't be afraid. Go, do things. Go, do more things. God's with you. Can you say amen? Pretty soon you'll be up here. Can you say amen? And all of you here are going to die too someday. You're going to die. Are you going to be ready for that? But look at what uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14 say. We don't have time to be around walking with a long face. Like if Jesus did not do anything. Oh, God. How will God? Really? You're a bad testimony when you have that kind of long face in, on you. Some people don't even have, need to have anybody to die on them, uh, to die or a loved one. They're sad anyway, Right? And then they're grieving and grieving and grieving for somebody who's already. Not. I ask, where is he? Where is she at? Is she, in, is she a Christian? She's, yes. Where is she? She's in heaven. Well, she knows where you're at, and you know where she's at. So, I mean, why should we grieve, right? Hallelujah. We're just here and uh, divided for a short time. And then some of you, in about 10 years, maybe you'll be gone. Maybe 20 years, right? Well, it depends uh, where you, uh, 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 what level you get to. But if you get to the level, you're going to live out your whole life. That's a promise of God, right? He said, I will complete your days upon the earth. How many are you going to complete your days? Or are you going to die before your time? Huh? Well, it depends on you, not God. God already provided. He said, uh, I provided for you long life. Or you can cut your life short. How are you going to do, do that? You better grow in faith. Can you say amen? We're growing from no faith to little faith to great faith and then to the spirit of faith. Can you say amen? And the spirit of faith is this. It is a, a reactionary, it's a reactionary uh, force to everything that is contrary to the word of God. He says, I believe, therefore, uh, I, uh, I say. Can you say amen? When you believe it, then you say it. Can you say amen? You react to everything. When that thing they said, uh, Corona is coming uh, from China, I said, I rebuke that Corona. Pastor, did you get Corona? No. Are you going to get it? No, I'm not going to get it. Say, well, who said that? God said it. I don't get Corona. Say, how can you say that, Pastor? I didn't say it. God did. He said, it will not come near your dwelling place. I just believed his word. Can you say amen? It, uh, praise God. And I'm not going to receive that in the name of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 and 14. And now, dear beloved, listen real carefully. because We're talking about overcoming death, uh, the spirit of death. Can you say amen? It's not death that will kill you. It's the spirit. It's the fear of death that, will kill, that kills a lot of people. Some people died, many died of depression and overdose and at home and wearing two masks and they couldn't even breathe, right? And all that because of fear of death and they still died. And then people took the vaccine and they still died, right? It's the fear of death. You conquer the spirit of the fear of death and listen you're going to fly. You're going to be free. You're going to be free. Free at last. Can somebody say free at last? Man, I'm free at last. Lift your hand and say, I'm free at last. Free at last, man. You're conquered uh, the, the, the fear of death, right? Now, look at this. And now, dear beloved and sister, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have what? So that died so that you will not grieve. And uh, King James says, so that you will not sorrow, right, like people who have no hope. Pastor, do you sit around and grieve for weeks and months and years? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I know where my wife's at. We had a great marriage, man, 43 years, five months, hallelujah, five days, nine hours and 20 minutes. Man, it was a great life. We did a lot. We did everything together, right? Hallelujah. There's no grieving like if we didn't have uh, no hope. But since, now watch this, for since we believe that Jesus, 
Since we believe. Somebody say, since we believe. Say it again. Since we believe. Well, what if you don't believe it? Well, you're not going to have no hope. But since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, hallelujah, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. <laughs> Praise God. Can you say amen? He, he said, you know, is Pastor Barbara coming back? Yeah, she's coming back when he comes. She's coming. Well, he said, uh, uh, why is she coming? Because she's already with him, right? That's what it says here. They're coming back with him. Your grandmother is coming back. Hallelujah. She's coming back with him. Praise God. Can you say amen? Your mother uh, that died, she's coming back. Hallelujah. Your dad that died, your brother that died, they're coming back with him. Hallelujah. Uh, the believers who have died. Praise God. And he said that he died because to, get, uh, to impress upon you, to get across to you, that only your body died. But now you live forever. Praise God. See, there are levels of what? Levels of understanding. If your level of understanding is way down here, well, your level of, of faith is going to be way down there too. Some people don't understand more than John 3.16. They don't understand anything. They don't read their Bible. They don't pray. They don't seek God. Uh, if your understanding is way down there, your level of faith is not going to be up there. And then your level of life where everybody says, I want the abundant life. I want it. I want it. Oh, really? If you really want the abundant life, then there's going. it's easy. Somebody say it's easy. I tell people it's easy. It's really easy. But it takes effort. That's right. If you're a lazy person... You're not moving up. Lazy people. Lazy. And then some people want to work 24-7, and they're glad Pharaoh has them working on Sunday. Right? They're really glad. Right. Uh, but uh, if your level of understanding goes up, your level of faith goes up, and your life improves. Hallelujah. After a while, you say, my, my. All the sickness that I had is gone. Praise God. Now I'm sickness free. Now I'm prospering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have a healthy mind, a sound mind. Fear has left my life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And I've conquered the, the mother of all fears, which is the fear of death. Hallelujah. Now I have no fear of anything. We're fearless. Praise God. 